Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorena and this is The Pooch. I have not recorded an episode in way too long. I've got a bunch of excuses. One of them was that I was away. Another one is that I'm sick and I'm still sick and I just keep putting it off and I just feel like I'm so loving what's happening right now with the podcast that I just can't. So I'm going to do my best not to sniff, not to cough, not to sound feral, but the reality is is that if I don't do it now, um, I just don't get a chance. And I'm just like, yeah, <clears throat> yep, there we go. You can probably hear the phlegm. All good, it's reality. It's not COVID, luckily, it's probably the other super, super whatever because I just can't shake it and it's been at least a week. So, holy macaroni, this last, geez, like two weeks have been um, quite exciting for me. Um, small, probably small steps for most people, but for me it's huge. Um, so I just thought I'd start by welcoming a few new listeners that have come over from my amazing cousin Alexis's podcast, Do You Fucking Mind? Um, I I sat in on an episode with her a couple of weeks ago and basically shared a bit what, about what the pooch was about and Alexis is a fucking legend and pretty much everyone who listens to the pooch will probably know because you've come from there. Um, so I just wanted to welcome you and obviously thank Alexis for being such a legend and having me on her amazing show um, so yeah, welcome to everyone who's new and to the people that have sent me these absolutely amazing messages on Instagram, um, complete strangers, that's never happened to me before, people that end up in my, in my you know, hidden, hidden DMs, um, I didn't even know to check there, that's how much of a dud I am and then I found a bunch of people that were reaching out saying that they heard me on Alexis's podcast, anyway, I get emotional, I got super excited um, contacted Alexis and was like, I don't know what's happening. I think I'm out of my league. But anyway, so here we are. Welcome. And I'm super excited to have you come along on this crazy little journey we've got happening. So episode seven, it's been a little while, like I said, since the last episode, but I'm, I'm back on track. No excuses. Uh, yep. Yeah, I just, yeah, not, not feeling amazing, but who cares? It was just going to rock on because this thing's getting a bit bit fun. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I think might help um, shake some of the feelings we have sometimes. So um, I'm titling this episode something along the lines of things you don't realize other people don't notice. So basically things that you're probably hyper aware of, 
that really you don't need to stress over because other people aren't paying attention. But before we get into it, um, as usual, I'm starting my episode with a tiny pet peeve. This one's more of kind of a concern of people's like, what do you call it, like safety or risk management processes in their heads. It's something silly, but I see it constantly. And it's when I'm sitting at a cafe and I get served a coffee and they pretty much always, I'm not sure why, but they pretty much always either pass the coffee to me reaching over my baby, so risking a potential spill, or put it in front of the baby, like they, well, now toddler who grabs absolutely everything and is expecting a baby chino. So it it's just like in her reach. It's an accident waiting to happen. Um, public service announcement, if you can just try not to either reach it over a baby's head or put it in baby's reach when you're serving coffees, that would be much appreciated. I'm yet to have an accident, but I'm, I just feel like sooner or later there's going to be a... Um, hopefully not a burnt child, but, you know, a a bit of an accident that we would love to avoid. Anyway, so here's the episode. Things you don't realise, others don't notice. The first one that I wanted to talk about is your baby screaming in the pram. Obviously, the older the baby is, the the, the, the louder the baby is or the more people that are around, yes, they're going to notice. But what I'm, what I want to kind of um, highlight here is when you're in a situation, say walking through the shops, and I was actually at Macquarie Centre the other week and it made me think of this. I saw a mum, she, you know, she was with her pram, with her baby, and it sounded like, I didn't see the baby, but the baby sounded very newborn. The baby was screaming in the pram and I only noticed it because I am a mum and, you know, I kind of noticed it out of like reminiscing more than being annoyed that there was a baby crying in my, you know, local, in my perimeter. But the mum seemed so frantic about um, wanting to stop the baby from crying. And I just wanted to walk over and I kick myself for not doing it. I wanted to walk over and just tell her, like, I could barely hear the noise. It's so soft from the outside, but because you're kind of in the middle of it, you're standing over the pram, you're in the middle of the situation, you're trying to resolve whatever's going on for your baby. It's so much louder for you than it is for everyone else. Now, like I said, to be fair, the older the kid, when my daughter has a meltdown, I can, I'm sure it's blasting loud for everyone, but I'm, I'm kind of referring to like your baby's screaming in a pram or you're trying to get them to sleep. Don't worry so much. I know, you know, every now and then, my biggest fear is someone making a comment. Shit, I had to stop that to have a little coughing fit. My biggest fear is someone making a comment when my kid's going off. Um, But I I just want to kind of reiterate that it's so much louder for you. You're standing over it. And it's also much more constant for you because as you move around the shop or as you move around the area, the noise goes with you, but it doesn't go with everyone else. Um, You know, as a new mom, I would totally panic in those situations. A, because no matter what I was doing at the time, I wanted to drop everything and tend to my baby. So that's obviously already like your stresses are going up. Your stress levels are, are peaking because your baby's crying. And, and as we know, a newborn is not going to hold on when it's hungry or hold on when it's wet. Like it's ju- it's got to be addressed. And as a new mum, you have the instinct to, to kind of drop everything and make it happen. As they kind of get older and as you kind of fit into the mould of what you need to be doing, you don't panic as much. But I feel like at first I was like, shit, my baby's awake. I need to basically get a boob in its mouth to, you know, calm it down. 
So that's one thing. And obviously the other thing is that you're just dreading that someone's going to tell you to shut up. I honestly don't know. I haven't had that yet. And I don't know how I would respond if somebody did. I get really nervous that I'm going to be really nasty and overreact. And maybe some people might say, well, that's called for. You know, I've seen people in the shops that have just absolutely had it with their their kid scream. I was in Kmart the other week and this this kid was really having a meltdown and her mum was trying to stand her ground, not buying her this thing that she wanted. And then the, the girl was just going on and on and on and on. And I think the mum was basically trying to keep her cool. But because of that and because she wasn't giving in and she was trying to stay calm and really settled, the girl was just screaming and carrying on until this other woman walked over and basically stood between them and screamed in the girl's face to tell her to shut up. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's that's the extreme, obviously, but I don't know how I'd react if someone did that to me. Um, so, obviously, as a new mum, I'd panic when my baby was crying in the pram that someone would actually, you know, tell me off. Um, but I just want to reassure you, if you're in that position that it's so much worse for you than the people around you. And that's that's the truth. You look around and you see any other, you know, any other baby in a pram that's crying, for you it's a split second as they walk past or, you know, you might hear it in the background, but it's nothing like the, the parent that's standing over that pram trying to address the problem. So that's the first thing that you don't realise others don't notice or maybe don't notice as much as you think. The second is that... Um, and this one is is a little bit is a little bit different to the first one. The second is that it might be that your kid is playing up in a certain situation and you're like why does it have to be my kid? So for example, let's say and this happened to me. Took my daughter to swimming lessons for the first time. Maybe first lesson she was great, second lesson really just didn't want to bar of it. Screaming, crying, carrying on, not listening to the teacher. The teacher had to stop the lessons to kind of, you know, tend to my daughter or try and help me manage the situation she was having a bit of a tantrum and then the next week my daughter was fine and another new kid joined and he was having a huge tantrum and I looked around the room and I was like oh my god I felt for the mum because I was like that she's probably thinking why is my kid the one playing up while all these other kids are behaving perfectly and you know my, it has to be that I can't, you know, so I could see that she was kind of like trying to hold her shit together, trying to hold a calm face. And we're all just there with our perfect kids that are perfectly happy and following the swimming instructors, you know, um, instruction and happy days and, you know, no, no tantrums in the pool. And I just, I just wanted to say to her, please don't let my child fool you. (laughs) That was her last week. So I'm going to, I guess I'm saying that to you, you know, if you're ever in a situation where, your kid's having a meltdown or your kid's screaming or crying or just something as simple as, you know, your, your kid's shut through all its clothes. You know, you've got a little newborn and you've taken them out and they've shut through everything and you're like, oh, my God, why am I the dad that forgot this time to bring their clothes? You know what? That's you this time. That was me last time, honey. I promise you I've done it all. My kid's done it all. I just I want you to think in those moments when you're like my kid's the only one that's not the case. It's your kid today. It will be me, my kid next week and someone else's kid that you know another week. So don't don't stress. The third thing that you don't realize that others don't notice is that you are winging it. Um, if you feel anything like me, 
it's no joke that you are completely in like way, way, way beyond what you thought um, over your head in terms of like what you thought you should be doing as a parent. I still am winging it on a daily basis. It's not obvious to the people around me. And obviously there's things that I've learnt to do over time and I've become better at over time. But, oh, my God, like, you know, the, the shit that I forgot or to do over like, in situations where you, you kick yourself and you're like, you're kidding me? How did I leave the house with one nappy and a newborn? And I don't – maybe that's just me. Like, please let me know if that's just me. But how did I not think I need a backup? How did I forget a change of clothes with a newborn who is – absolutely prone prone to to shit through their clothes how did I forget those things and I did many times and it took me a while to go oh right before I leave the house I need to check a b c and d um you know it took me forever to think if this if this dummy falls on the floor it's the only dummy I've got so maybe I should actually bring two (laughs) or get you know dummy wipes or something I was in so many situations where like my daughter's dummy fell on the floor. She was a newborn. Um, It's not ideal and I'm not recommending this whatsoever, but they say that, you know, if a mum kind of, you know, sucks the dummy, then at least it's better than the floor. I please do not quote me. I'm not recommending this, but I was kind of stuck one day. She wasn't so much of a newborn. She was maybe six months old. I wouldn't do that to a newborn, but it was like it fell in the car park of Ikea and, you know, my mum and my sister were there telling me, come on, come on, suck the dummy, suck the dummy. And I'm like, no one cares that I'm putting, you know, car fumes and yucky driveway bits in my mouth. Um, But I had to clean the dummy so that my daughter could have it. So those situations obviously taught me not to do it for next time. But the whole point is here that no one can see that you're winging it. It's something that, you know, I do constantly. But in reflection... I never noticed it when, when other people who were parents before me did it themselves. And I don't notice it with my friends. I don't notice it with my parents and my aunties and my uncles. And like, I don't notice it, and, but I know that I do it and I know that the people around me must as well because it's your first time being a parent. So, yeah, so that's something that people don't notice. So just, just wing it. It's okay. Be comfortable in winging it. We all do it. No one knows. No one knows and it shouldn't matter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The fourth thing that you you don't realize that others don't know or don't notice is that when you're in a situation, let's say you're out to lunch in a cafe or a restaurant or whatever, or just out at the shops, out in public, um, and you are, what people don't notice is that there, there'll be times where you yourself will be bending your own rules or thinking to yourself, I'm just going to pick my battles today just so that I can eat or be part of an adult conversation. This has happened to me time and time and time again where, you know, I might say, let's say now my daughter's at the peak of a few tantrums, a few, I'm really downplaying it. She's at the peak of tantrums. It's, it's, it's real. And um, there's times she doesn't know what she wants. Like it's really where she literally want two polar opposite things to occur at the exact same time. And I understand that that's her learning about her emotions and learning how to control her feelings and all that kind of stuff. But in the moment, it's really, really hard to manage. So, for example, she might say, I want the green thing. And so I give her the green thing and then she's upset because she doesn't want the green thing. She wants the purple thing. So I'll swap it to the purple thing. Um, And then we kind of get into this pattern where I know people who are looking from the outside would be like, if you just stuck to your guns, then you wouldn't be in this situation. If you say, no, you chose the green thing, you stick with the green thing, chopping and changing is what's not teaching her. But what people don't realize is that I don't do that all the time. You don't do that all the time. You're bending your rules and picking your battles in those situations out of basically out of desperation so that you can eat a meal or be part of an adult conversation. You know, my baby doesn't eat snacks and baby chinos all day long. Um, if I go out to a restaurant and I order some hot chips so that she can have a handful, not even, so that I can eat my meal peacefully, anyone looking at that situation would be like, that's all your kid eats. And it's absolutely not. In my case, absolutely, that's not the type of food she eats often. But it's it's something that I do in those moments simply so that I can sit through a meal. So I think um, I, you know, it's very, very easy to look into those situations. This is one where people would look and make a lot of judgments because they might think you're bending, you're too soft, you're giving in really easily. No wonder your kid's having tantrums. Look at how easily you give in. And I totally understand that is the absolute judgment I would have passed, you know, just over two years ago before I had my own kid. 100% would have been like, I totally understand why your kid's having a meltdown, total inconsistent parenting, you know, you're not setting any clear boundaries, blah, 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 blah. But I forget that while I'm passing that judgment and then I turn to the person next to me and have a relaxed discussion or I turn to my meal and eat it while it's still warm and manage to sit there without shit being flo- you know, thrown at my face or my food, my knife being dropped on the floor and all this stuff while everyone else is you know, having a peaceful meal, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a, a battle that we pick at those moments. So that's something that people don't realise or that you don't realize, they don't realize, they don't actually realize the bigger picture. 
in those moments. So I know, don't worry, I know that that's you bending your rules, that you're, you're more consistent than that in those moments and it's okay. The fifth thing is that you are trying your absolute hardest to keep your cool 85% of the time. And that's a, that is a scientific percentage that I'm applying to that. I'm not sure based on what calculation, but 85% of the time you don't realise that people don't notice that you're trying to keep your cool. Whether it's with a newborn or a toddler, there are situations that as, as a new mum would put you on the verge of tears and it's, you know, it's having to queue up um, when you've got a newborn that's screaming in your arms, let's say, having to queue up and um, trying to be really patient when, I don't know, you're trying to pay for something quickly, you're trying to get out of the supermarket quickly and the person in front of you is fumbling around asking some questions that to you at that point in time seems so absolutely fucking ridiculous because you just want to get through the queue and tend to what your baby's crying about. But instead you have this calm face, you know, you might be bouncing with your kid in a, in, a, in a carrier and calmly, you know, smiling at the person who's serving you at the counter, who's trying to make small talk while your kid's still crying. Your kid looks cute to everyone else, but you know exactly what's happening. It's super stressful. So in those moments, you're totally trying to keep your cool. Um, also, you know, for bigger kids like mine, trying to, trying to keep your cool during a public tantrum, I, um, I find it really, really I'm finding it difficult to handle tantrums in public because I feel like eyes straight away go to you as the parent. And the reason I know that is because I used to be Judgy McJudgerson and honestly having a kid has taken that judgment right out of me because I just, I know what it's like to be masking so much shit when those moments are happening. Um, I literally, I'm holding back the tears most of the time in those situations and I'm just like, say the right things, do the right things. People are going to judge whether your kid cries too much or the tantrum goes on too long, if you're too gentle, if you're too hard, um, if you snap, if you lose your cool. If you lose your cool, I mean, you can totally imagine, you know, people that don't have kids being like, oh, my God, what a psycho. Like, I would have said that straight away. Look at that mum, what a psycho, right? And if and if you don't address the problem, if you if you put your head down and walk away and just pretend like it's not going on, you can also imagine people being like, what's wrong with you? You think we want to hear that shit? Like we want, don't want to hear your kid, hear your kid um, screaming. So trying to keep your cool in those moments is extremely difficult. Other things like waiting for food in a cafe. You know, I just want to sit down and have someone serve me quickly. Just be intuitive about what I need. If I want to sit down with my toddler, she's in the high chair. She's ready to go. She's already ripping at things on the table. Come over you know, ask what, what, what can you bring first so that she's calm enough, she eats much slower than I do, bring it over and then I can calmly look at the menu. People are not that intuitive. I think if people have kids themselves, they kind of work those little things out and rightfully so. Like you don't expect someone who hasn't been in that situation to go, right, so you need entertainment for this kid so that you can actually enjoy your experience at this cafe and not be struggling from the moment you sit down to the moment you leave. But in those moments, that's when I'm also really struggling to keep my cool. People don't know that. People don't see that. Um, you know, people don't see that maybe you're you're struggling to just just stay calm. Even you know, once that's that's the problem's been resolved, that you might be you know still 
kind of in the peak of it. Like you might still feel stressed and, and elevated inside you and you're just trying to catch your breath, you know, catch a bit of quiet and people don't get that. People just don't understand. I, I've i had my daughter literally having a tantrum contorting in the pram, trying to get out. She freaking hates the pram. It's something that I don't know. I think I'm going to give up on soon. She absolutely hates it, drives me nuts and, and it's really impossible to get anything done. And I'll be walking with her having a screaming tantrum and then there's people who are, you know, trying to hand out pamphlets and talk to me about a gym membership in the middle. And look, I know they've got a job to do and I'm not here to criticise, totally get it. But that's when if I was less concerned about conflict, I'm petrified of conflict, if I was less concerned about conflict and about what people thought about me, they're, they're the moments that I would absolutely snap because I'm trying so hard to contain myself already. And then I just think like what makes you think that I even have the time for a gym membership, let alone this conversation? I'm really like even if my toddler wasn't having this tantrum, the last thing I want to do is stop and have a chat to a random I just want to be alone like I just want to be by myself even if I'm not in the in the peak of a crisis right now they're the moments where I actually don't want to be spoken to they're the moment I want to be by myself so what others don't notice is that I'm trying my hardest to keep my cool in those situations um, and the last thing that I thought um, might be relevant to this topic is and and this this is something that I find a little bit sad and a little bit tricky for me um I have recently been diagnosed with ADHD it's not a it's not a sad point it actually became more apparent to me since having my daughter I'm happy that you know I've got a bit of a clarity about why um why I operate the way that I do and that's cool um so I don't know how much this applies to everyone else however I feel like as a as a new mum it still would apply to everyone and that is that it's impossible for you to fully pay attention to the conversation in any situation when your baby's in the same space, when your baby slash toddler is in the same space. But there is also nothing more than that you want to do than to be able to sit and have a conversation with an adult about adult things. Um, I, I feel bad about it, but, you know, someone might be talking to me and my mind, my attention is maybe 40% elsewhere. I'm, I'm checking what my child's doing. I'm scanning is she okay? Is she safe? Is she hurt? You know, what's she eating? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she might be having a tantrum. I'm much more in tune to it than the person that's talking to me. So they might be deep in conversation. And I'm just like, part of me is just smiling and nodding, hoping that that conversation can be wrapped up so I can turn my attention back to my kid. And it's a horrible feeling because that's there's nothing more right now that I would enjoy than to be able to sit around and have a nice chat with adults and I feel like they're the moments where I actually need you know to organize like you know a kid-free lunch with some friends or something like that where it's really fully focused in on each other but um, I guess when you're out and about people don't realize that so that to me that's the the last point that I wanted to make that others don't notice or others don't realize that that, it, that that's happening for you when they're having a discussion with you so I hope um, this was somewhat relatable I thought I'd finish this episode with a little hack that relates to some of the points that I was making earlier um, and that is about just wanting some chill time and people not being able to read you I guess um, when you're trying to keep your cool or when it's impossible for you to fully be paying attention to a conversation 
And that is to invest in, or not just to invest, to wear earphones or headphones or, or AirPods, which I don't own, but I think they're genius. For this reason only, I don't like to be um, constantly with music in my ears. I just feel like I, I don't, I still want to be alert to what's happening around me. However, when your earphones are in your ears, no one's going to be talking to you when you're walking around trying to have some time to yourself um, because it appears that you're busy. It's just like, you know, when people try and approach you, I do. I used to do this all the time. When someone tries to approach me to try and sell me something, I'm, I'm instantly like pretending to be on my phone, dreading that my phone actually rings to make me look like a big fat liar. So we're going to wrap up there and I'm just here to finally tell you to trust your gut, be kind to your pooch, love it, please love it, please love yourself and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.